This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, our first and only question today, because it's a holiday weekend and I was not prepared before this, is an email that we got from Catherine in Delaware. I'm a huge horror movie fan. I love paranormal and possession movies most. I'd say especially love Indonesian horror. My fiance is not down with that, but I have found that he does enjoy creature features. I've shown him The Void, The Ritual, and recently watched Antlers, which he enjoyed. What are some of your favorite creature features? You know, more power to you. You found a genre within horror that he likes. That's awesome. Uh, I think we might have a few creature feature suggestions for you on this podcast. Uh, Megan, why don't we start with you? Uh, I'm going to go with one that I've kind of been wavering on whether to recommend this one or not. Because I feel like it, it fits the cross-section of paranormal and creature feature. But if I say that, what it is... It might, it might ruin it. We've talked about it before, and it's it's by the director of the Ritual. That's also on Netflix. Oh yeah, I know. What? Which movie? No one gets out alive. Oh. So I feel like it will scratch the itch of both, but. Oh, that's that's a good pick because, yes, it is a creature feature, Mm -hmm. but not a lot. It exists. (laughs) Well, and it's arguably the best premise of a haunted house movie yeah. ever. Yeah. So I, I really like it. And I feel like it could it could be that bridge, you know, for for appealing to both, you know, favorite interests. Um, but couple that are more firmly rooted, like full on creature feature um, Splinter. I really like Splinter. Yes. Um, that one's so good. So good and so underrated. Yeah. Wow. And then Underwater. Underwater. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Nice. How about you, Zena? Um, I'm going to, you know, recommend some classics. They're classics in my mind. So Pumpkinhead. I always love Pumpkinhead. And I just think that that's, it's just such a good time. Um, and then something, well, something else that's, a, you know, older. Tremors is a good time. It's funny. You'll have fun watching it. And then uh, something a little bit more modern, Lights Out. I had fun with that one. She's a creature. She's a creature. So there's that. And I have one more, but I think that John may say this one. So you you hold it till Say the it. end. I'll hold it because you, you might I, okay. be like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I would start with something like my arguable favorite jaws as a creature feature. Um, and then kind of just kind of run the gamut on other stuff. Like you could say arachnophobia. If you want to go tons of creatures, something like Nightbreed. I would go director's yeah. cut personally, but that's just me. Uh, 
not Deep Blue Seas, I suppose, in the same vein as Jaws. I'd do Jaws over Deep Blue Sea. Personally, if you want a little campier, Deep Blue Sea works. Um, Lake Placid. You, you're like, give me all the straightforward animal attacks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, well, we let's go back to the 90s. Let's do the faculty. Okay. There you go. Um, And one that I thought one of you two had mentioned, Slither. Yeah, there's... Now, I have a big problem with it, but... <laughs> There's a lot. It, I, yeah. I there, kept oh, it brief. So uh, all right, Zena, what was the one you thought I would say that I'll probably be like, why didn't I say that? I know. After midnight. Oh, son of a <laughs> <laughs> Yes, of course. After oh, midnight. but if, if, if um, you know, she wants, to, well, if her boyfriend wants something a little bit ridiculous, because I recently rewatched it, um, The Food for the Gods, that movie is out of control and insanity. And part two. (laughs) (laughs) All good options. And we probably have dozens and dozens and dozens more, but that should get you started. Oh, and I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say the host, the, the Asian horror movie, specifically not host or super host or all the other movies. So many similar titled horror movies. Yeah. Look for the host with a big tentacle on the, on on the the (laughs) movie poster. That's the way to go. Welcome to the Buddy Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Guys, oh my gosh. So, I've been watching a lot of movies from the 70s. So, I decided to like take a break <sighs> okay. because it was just <laughs> becoming too much. And I, I just want to be a foxy lady. Yeah. So, um, the first movie I checked out Separation from 2021 on Peacock after the death of her mother, a lonely girl. A lonely young girl's grandfather sues for custody and the puppets made by her artist father suddenly come alive. So this movie has a lot of stuff that is going on that happens throughout it. But there was just something about it that I really just thought was like sweet and creepy. And I even though it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. So basically, there's a woman named Maggie. She's married to this guy named Jeff. Jeff, not on purpose, but he's just kind of terrible. He's very irresponsible he's a little bit selfish and you know this movie at first it it doesn't seem like it's like a horror but you know the the magical thing about horror movies is that it doesn't always have to be straight horror all the time there can be other subgenres within that um so after a while the wife maggie she's just like exhausted and fed up and you could just tell that she kind of resents him you know because he was once like a very successful artist he's a, he's a comic book artist he makes like these really cool creepy puppets and stuff very horror-esque and um he was once successful but then you know all that creativity and all their financial stability it just went away so then pretty much the wife she had to take everything on her back and just try to like carry the family they have a daughter she's about eight um what's her name violet mcgraw oh my gosh she's such a incredible little actress um but yeah she pretty much the little girl stays home with her dad but she has a nanny but the nanny 
Yeah. So anyway, um, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> so so fast forward. Um, you know, it, it, it just gets down to the point where, like I said, she pretty much resents her husband. And even though it seems like it's something small to the viewers, like that's not a big deal. Something happens. They have like a, a blow up of an argument. But I, I feel like that was like the last straw for her. And she wants to just take complete custody of her daughter and just move on. She has a, like the supporting background or supporting backup from her dad, who's like very wealthy. And he lives in Westchester. I'm from Westchester. So that Uh-oh. makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, unfortunately, Maggie, this is in the trailer and it's also in the synopsis. So unfortunately, Maggie, she dies a very, she has a very violent, horrible fate that just pretty much ends her life. And then, you know, over time, obviously, for Jeff, it seems like, well, at least you get to keep your daughter, so you think. But, of course, you know, the father wants to come because they just feel like he's just not a suitable parent. And I'm not saying that he isn't. I'm not saying he is. But in a way, I can kind of understand. So, at first, you know, they were painting, like, the mother as if she was just, like, this angry woman. And she was angry. But in some ways, you can definitely, like, understand. So, it seems very, like, like drama-filled, right? But then as, you know, the director, he starts adding in like these creepy, these creepy little things where, you know, for Jeff, he can't really, it's not that he can't take up, take care of his daughter because, you know, he starts stepping to the plate because he wants to be her, her caregiver. But then there's just something angry that's still going on in their brownstone. Like it just feels like there's someone there. And then on top of that, like the little girl, she's having trouble sleeping, but I mean, she has like these creepy puppets in her room. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe (laughs) that's that's what it is. Yeah. But I don't know. I really like this movie. I thought the visuals were on point. It went in a different direction that I thought that it wouldn't have. And what kind of like breaks my heart, I was just curious, like, because I've, I've, I think we spoke about it, like, I probably talked about it maybe like last year, I think, um, that it was coming out or whatever. Yeah. But I never got a chance to like watch it. And so then, you know, I was just like looking it up and stuff. And like the movie just has like these horrible ratings. And I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Like, obviously, everybody has like different tastes and stuff like that. But I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought like visually, it just looked really cool and creepy. It just seemed like they just had fun with it. And, you know, the little girl again, like she's just adorable. She's a great actress. And I don't know. And not that I'm I'm not saying like you know, the mom was right. But I mean, sometimes you, after a while, like if someone's not stepping up to the plate and it's just like, you have to go. Like he was just kind of dead weight, you know? But she was just very angry and it just turned into something supernatural and stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know. Creepy visuals. If if you like that kind of stuff and practical effects, you may want to check it out. I just had like a lot of fun with it. But I will say there is a lot that's going on. So maybe that's why people didn't, you know, like it? I don't know. I'm just a girl in the world. So um, the next thing, <laughs> the next thing I checked out, I checked out the uh, indie horror, The Hoarder, from 2015 on Voodoo. A young woman is stalked in an underground storage facility by a killer. So um, basically, there's this young woman named Ella and her friend. Uh, they go to this storage facility because she wants to check out her fiance's storage unit because she says that she kind of feels like. There's just something that he's hiding and she wants to find out. She said that she tried asking him. It's not working out. And before they tie the knot, she wants to be sure. So she brings her friend Molly along because Molly knows how to pick locks. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so then, yeah, they um, they get there just before the facility is about to close. They accidentally go to the wrong floor 
and you know molly begins picking the the wrong lock you know on the fourth floor and there's some creepy stuff that's going on at the bottom floor and this is literally in the trailer so you know spoiler molly doesn't make it like at all <laughs> like we see it and it's just like mm. but you know it was um this movie really surprised me i didn't think that i would like it as much just being honest with you kind of just put it on in the background and i found myself like really into it and oh this is this is very much a creature feature so um i thought it was really cool that they introduced us to um a new type of creature that like if i ever saw anything like that i i think i'd probably just have like a heart attack and die (laughs) like my legs would give out but yeah um if you want to see something like see like an inventive like creature killer you know type of horror you might enjoy this one Awesome. I'm just picturing like spaghetti legs, like little noodles. <laughs> that would happen. That would happen. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> um, it's the long weekend. So I played The Quarry. It is uh, available on PS4, PS5, other places, but I played it on PS5. Um, came out, I guess, last month now, a week, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. It's, it's really recent. <laughs> um, it is by the uh makers of until dawn which is one of the best horror video games ever i love that one so much i was really excited to check this one out the story for this one it's uh the sleepaway camp that's officially ended for the summer it's the final it's like late summer i think it's august um but the counselors at Hackett's Quarry, they stay one final night together without kids' supervision or rules. Um, and I say stay one final night. It's because one of them really wants a last chance to to continue his summer fling with a girl. So he kind of sabotages Aww. their ride out. Um, and so they're t- told to stay there for the night. And then they decide that they're going to party. Uh, and it quickly unravels into a night of terrors. They face frequent life or death situations if you are familiar with until dawn then it's it's very similar in that it has recognizable actors uh everything you do has you make a lot of choices you have consequences that come into play uh you're trying to figure out what the threat is which i feel like it comes into play like you you probably can piece that together pretty early on um but you also have the quick time events uh which is where you really can get into trouble killing people um, cause the goal obviously is to keep them all alive, but that's, uh, a lot of them have like grisly fates that they suffer. I, I have to say that this one was really, really good. Uh, not nearly as good as Until Dawn. I think, uh, if you want something really low key, you're not really into video games at all. Um, this one's easier, I think, than Until Dawn mm. because a lot of the... <laughs> Speaking my language. Yeah. A lot of the quick time <laughs> events are really, really simplified, you know, like mm. hold your breath. And then when the screen stops flashing red, you can let go. And then there you go. Or the the quick time events are usually like push the direction on the on the D-pad. It tells you to push the end or maybe mashing X's. Like, I think the hardest part is aiming and shooting, but that's not very often um, at all. So I really enjoyed it. I obviously binged right through it over the long weekend. It's like 10 chapters long. The only real qualm is that i i wanted a little more uh wrapped up wise because i feel like they did such an amazing job building up all of these characters that i i kind of wanted a little bit more resolution but maybe i'll get a little bit more with replays the cast is insane lance henriksen lynn shay david Mm. arquette ted ramey uh miles robbins from like the halloween uh 2018 and daniel isn't real 
um, nice. Brenda's song. Try to think of some of the others that I'm failing and to mention, but you know, like a lot of have even Soupley, if you saw like the butterfly <laughs> effect or or mm-hmm. even um My Name is Earl, the sitcom. Like, yeah, so he's in it. Like it's got some heavy hitters in this video game, and it really did. and hey, if you don't want to play a video game at all, it does have a movie night option to where you don't even have to worry about it. You can just play it like a movie. So Ooh. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then because it is a holiday weekend, uh, one of my favorite 4th of July holiday weekend movies is Return of the Living Dead. It's the 1985 movie. I have it on Blu-ray. It's also available on Shutter, probably other platforms, but I did not check. Um, if you don't know the plot, when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a gas, a deadly gas into the air, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. It's like, I don't even think I can really add much more to this. I feel like it's such a well-known horror comedy. Um, yeah. The Unita medical supply incident begins on July 3rd at 5.30 p.m. Eastern and obviously spills over into July 4th, hence it being a July 4th movie. Um, and it's just, it's really fun. It's a really fun horror comedy. So, yeah. Very fun. Trash is getting naked again. Sorry, I just to say that. <laughs> I uh, had a free trial period on a star subscription because I wanted to see Sicario 2. And I ended up watching a bunch of horror movies, a bunch of which I'm not going to talk about. Here's one that I liked. Uh, 2019's Escape Room. Six strangers find themselves in a maze of deadly mystery rooms and must use their wits to survive. Listen, it's if you've seen the trailer, if you know what an escape room is, it's that, <laughs> except people can and will die. Yeah. Um, all I could think of when I was watching it is I am glad I'm not one of these people. I would have died immediately. Yeah, I, I've never same. done an escape room. Some of them, they're like, all right, clearly, wait, what? clearly how how did you how did you even figure that what i've only done one escape room and the lady running it was constantly feeding hints over the loudspeaker Aww. when we got stuck so i yeah i would it it's the leaps in logic that people are able to make in this like i get it it's a movie it it needs to be that it can't be so easy because of the premise of the movie that anyone could just be like oh clearly this is what we had to do yeah and still, like, what? Isn't it such a cool concept? Because, like, imagine just getting invited to go, and then you go, and surprise! It is so <laughs> elaborate. I think that's the thing that it's like, I don't care about the leaps of logic. Those set pieces are so yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, the, the underlying, like, the subplot to it all, like, why it exists and everything else is kind of like, all right. Like, it, it's not... It, it is what it is. It was the vehicle by which all of this would move and you're not going to get right. answers or anything. But it was a, it was a fun time. It wasn't, it didn't like, it wasn't like blow my socks off. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. I think one of you had talked about this maybe a year ago or more. And I was kind of like, eh, I'd seen the trailer. And like I said, I'd never been to an escape room. So I was like, I don't know that I care, but it was free and I gave it a shot and I, I liked it more than I thought. And I also saw the sequel to it. I definitely prefer the first one. Did to the you second which one. which sequel did you watch? Did you watch the extended or the theatrical for the, the oh, sequel? That's what you were talking. That's what you were talking yeah. about. I don't think I watched the extended. Yeah, I don't I think I watched the regular and you watched the extended and said the extended was a lot better. It is right? a lot better. Um I don't know that I I mean I still feel like I prefer the first, but 
I did yeah. not like this the theatrical cut of Escape Room Two at all. But they, I, I talk, like I think they did. It's it's a way better cut. Like I don't know why they didn't go that route. They should have. Yeah, I I would have to go back and look. I'm almost positive I saw the theatrical, and I was like, this a lot of this. I'm I'm pretty confused by like the editing was. Yeah, it feels uh, like interference it, 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 a little bit. Kinda, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But that was uh. Escape Room, that's the 2019 Escape Room. Evidently, there have been at least a few, at least one or two other movies called Escape Room. That are not Escape related, Room yeah. That are not related. Um, yeah, and then I saw that Stars had a bunch of Tremors sequels on it, Uh-oh. but not the original Tremors. So I went and found Tremors on Peacock, speaking of creature features. <laughs> 1990s Tremors. Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one. You know, I probably saw this for the first time when I was 12, whatever, 13. Like, the movie hadn't been out that long on VHS, etc. I probably saw it on HBO yeah. or something like that. It holds up. It's such... It's one. I think it would have to be on my list of one of my favorite creature feature movies it just works. The acting, like the the characters, their interactions, the believability, frankly, of a lot of it. Like, yeah, some of it's kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. But it's just kind of a fun horror movie to watch <laughs> against some pretty grotesque and horrible, well, we'll just call them graboids because that's what they become. Yeah. Uh, and boy, did the evolution of graboids take off in the sequels. I think I only saw up to like the third one. Although I heard the one that's set in Antarctica is supposed to be really good. Oh, really? I've heard like a lot yeah. of good things about some of the sequels, but yeah, I have. I think I've watched maybe two or three, like part two yeah, or three. Watched, yeah, I think I only just watched the first one. I, I think don't there's know like why. one where they start farting, <laughs> like yeah, ass blasting. They fly. That's how they fly. They're like butts explode. Yeah, ass blasters. Yeah, I think that's what they call Are them they? or something like that. <laughs> It, it's it's weird uh but the original tremors it just works it's silly it's just kind of a fun horror movie and it's a rare example of a horror movie that's shot almost exclusively in the daytime yeah like there's mm-hmm. very few scenes that exist at night that are crucial to the plot itself the hot desert of yeah perfection. and then i saw that american gods was on stars and i hadn't seen it yet and so i saw an episode before my subscription ran out so i decided to buy american gods and read it um, I read it years ago. It's kind of horror-esque. It's American Gods by Neil Gaiman. It's fantastic. It's a Hugo Award-winning novel. It's, I don't want to give anything away, frankly. It's its Neil Gaiman. You're not going to go wrong reading anything by Neil Gaiman in the first place. If you like any aspects of fantasy, especially the way he's able to mingle in horror, like with the Graveyard Book, which is supposed to be like a, a young adult book, scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> But it, American God, it's fantastic. I highly recommend if you're looking for a book to read. Good deal. All right, before we move on, what are we watching? How do we watch it? So I checked out Separation on Peacock and The Hoarder on Voodoo. I played The Quarry on PS5 and watched Return of the Living Dead on Blu-ray, but it's on Shutter. And I watched 2019's Escape Room on Stars. 1990s Tremors on Peacock, and I'm reading American Gods by Neil Gaiman. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Production wrapped earlier this month on Paramount Players' psychological thriller Apartment 7A, which, per sources, is said to be a Rosemary's Baby prequel that's about the woman who died outside the apartment when Rosemary Woodhouse first moved in. Um, The evidence is there. With Paramount Pictures owning rights to Rosemary's Baby, Roman Polanski's 1968 horror ma- uh, masterpiece that starred Mia Farrow as a pregnant young woman who believes her baby is not of this world, or at least not uh, her husband's. Um, it's a horrific tale of gaslighting that has a commentary perfectly right for a modern spin. Um, it's also been remade before. There was like a made-for-TV movie with Zoe Zeldana. Um, Apartment 7A is produced by Platinum Dunes. They did The Purge, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Friday the 13th remake, and A Quiet Place director John Krasinski, uh, the former of which was attached 15 years ago to remake Rosemary's Baby. Huh. Um, if you if that's not convincing enough that this is a covert um, prequel in disguise... Look at the movie on IMDb, and you'll find some very intriguing character names. Uh, Amy Leeson is credited as Rosemary's Woodhouse. That's Mia Farrow's character from the 1968 classic. There's also characters um, like actors who play Roman Castavet and Guy Woodhouse. Both of those overlap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but Apartment 7A stars Julia Gardner and Diane Wiest. Uh, Relics' Natalie Erica James directed the psychological thriller, which she co-wrote with Christian White, based on a draft by Skylar James. Um, so, uh, as previously mentioned, John Krasinski is producing, along with Allison Seeger, uh, along with Michael Bay, Andrew Form, and Brad Fuller, who will produce via Platinum Dunes. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting because... What kind of shenanigans? I guess, I don't know. I like prequels, but I also feel like they have a harder uphill battle when you kind of know where the story's going to go. So Mm -hmm. if you take it from, we know where this character ends and then reversing, I don't know. But I do absolutely love Natalie Erica James' uh, relic. So I'm kind of excited about this. Um, And then switching tone entirely, Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno and Jennifer's Body, is heading back into the horror genre with the upcoming Lisa Frankenstein, a film written by Cody being directed by Zelda Williams. Zelda Williams is Robin Williams' daughter, Mm. just as a FYI. Uh, Catherine Newton, she was the star in Freaky, and Cole Sprouse, who stars in Riverdale, they're leading the cast of Lisa Frankenstein for Focus Features, which has a really fun synopsis. In Lisa Frankenstein, it is set in 1989. It follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. Uh, filming on the horror comedy is expected to begin this summer. Diablo Cody will also produce the movie alongside Mason Novick. I like that it's called Lisa Frankenstein because in my mind, being that it's set in the late 80s, I'm thinking Lisa Frank 
did you you had yes. the trapper keeper and the folders of vibrant oh. vivid <laughs> so i want some like bubblegum pop looking horror comedy so and then i guess keeping in that same i feel like it's a it's news dominated by women in horror um yeah. because you know some legends never die the witches are back in <laughs> hocus pocus 2 this halloween season the long-awaited sequel to the halloween classic is coming to disney plus on september 30th 2022 and the teaser takes us back to Salem. You can watch it online. Um, takes us back to Salem, Massachusetts to introduce a new group of characters who end up resurrecting the Sanderson sisters who have been lying in wait all these years. Lock up your children, Salem. We're back, they say at the end of the teaser, which, you know, is a very Sanderson sister thing to say. Uh, it also teases the return of Billy Butcherson and a black cat, which can't be Binks. I don't know. Uh, the film is being billed as the spooky sequel to the 1993 cl Halloween classic. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy are all back as the sisters. It's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the 17th century sisters who were executed for practicing witchcraft and they're looking for revenge. Now it's up to three high school students to figure out how to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before midnight on All Hallows Eve. Uh, Anne Fletcher is directing um, and as you see in the trailer of Billy Butcherson being back, that is you know Doug Jones reprising his Yay. fan favorite character. So yeah. You know, I hope that the Sanderson sisters win. Just let them win. Like, they waited. <laughs> Just... But what will that mean? Because, I don't know, I was rooting for Binks so much in the in the yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. So but, I, you know, it depends. now's the time. I, now's the time. Can, can everybody, it's Halloween, let everybody be happy, right? Like, <laughs> give them a win, but let the let Binks be, yeah. Um, well, but I, I like that it's like july the beginning of july and we're getting the halloween you know slowly yeah. started because it's already halloween so but i'm so excited about this one because we obviously they talked about it for years there were so many rumors and yeah. finally we're, we're getting it and i'm just so excited it's just such a magical feeling oh all right listeners your turn are you like John and made noises of understanding, all the while having never seen Rosemary's Baby or Hocus Pocus? Has horror made the smart move and completely <laughs> given up on the 2020s and decided just to go back to the 80s? Let's hear about it. You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number's in the show notes, too, or feel free to email us at petersistempodcast at gmail.com. And before Megan explodes, <laughs> what do you have to say, Megan? I have to say, why are you not taking homework assignments this week? Yeah, I was about to say that. There's two <laughs> movies right there. Right there. Because, I, and I don't know that these are streaming anywhere. Uh, yeah, we're fixing that right now. Um, Epics, for sure. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus has Rosemary's Baby. And uh, Hocus Pocus, you can bet that's going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. I've only seen up to the point where they originally find the book. Oh, my God. Which I think is pretty early but in the movie. that is very My daughter early was watching with me and that's, she got scared. Your daughter, oh, when, when did you watch this last? Did she oh, got scared? it was like a couple of years ago. A couple, maybe, maybe she's old enough now. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it right now. Finally, Zoom is going to make all our lives easier, and the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Bloody disgusting TV, of course, and also uh, Springbox. It is available for you if you don't want to think. 
there you go bloody disgusting tv just live your best life without thinking <laughs> so next on thursday the 7th oh happy july by the way look at us halfway um, through the year <laughs> on the third day we'll be hitting shutter thursday the 7th Cecilia and her son Martin have a car accident on the third day after the crash. She wanders by herself on a lonely route, and there is no clue of her son. Oh, no. Next, The Summoned <laughs> will be available on VOD. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, two high-profile couples are forced to examine the cost of success when they're invited to an exclusive self-help retreat where their ancestors sold their soul generations prior. Whoa. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a lot of fun. Then next we have on Friday the 8th, we have the miniseries Boo Bitch. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's See, so cool. I, I, I like, uh, no, in my head, I do not read it as Boo Bitch. It's Boo Bitch. Oh, maybe you're and right. I like that version Ooh, better. Okay, wow, John. I see that <laughs> Some feistiness there. He's having a grand so, old time with this title. It will be hitting Netflix on Friday. So two BFFs make a last attempt to be seen. But when one of them becomes a ghost, she'll really need to live her best life while she can. It sounds cute. <laughs> I um, just, then we... I'm sorry. I'm just imagining like kids f- scrolling through Netflix and being like, Mom, I want to watch who, bitch? <laughs> they should. I mean, it looks, it looks cute, though. Um, Mom. <laughs> Then we have the Taiwanese horror incantation. It'll be hitting Netflix as well. So six years ago, Lee was cursed after breaking a religious taboo. Now she must protect her daughter from the consequences of her actions. Okay, Netflix. Netflix is just coming with some spookiness for us. Then we have on Arrow, we have Stuart Gordon's classic um, Castle Freak from 1995. It'll be available in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. Oh, in Ireland. And this is on Arrow. So an American family that has suffered tragedies inherit an Italian castle complete with a bloodthirsty monster. Like, who would want that? (laughs) The things that make you laugh. (laughs) Bloodthirsty monster. (laughs) Because, I mean, the the castle is all dusty and stuff and it's just like I would just sell it I wouldn't even want to go there but you know I get it you get a castle the next thing you know there's some bloodthirsty monster eating women in the basement and cats and I don't know it's just it's, it's tail insane. as old as time <laughs> <laughs> so then we have on Tuesday the 12th the horror comedy the convent uh the convent it'll be available on shutter um so this came out in like 2000 it's really just outrageous out of control type of movie, super fun, very Halloweeny. Then we also have Neon Lights. It'll be available on VOD. Guests begin disappearing at an off the grid location during a family reunion of misfit siblings and their offspring. Then we also have The Bloody Man. It'll be available on VOD in the 1980s. And after the death of his mother, Sam is struggling with his family, friends at school and the most evil being he can imagine, the bloody man who is who is unknowingly summoned and will stop at nothing to destroy everything Sam holds dear. And also, just in case if you missed it, because I know I did. I didn't say this last week, but Stranger Things (laughs) hit Netflix, uh, you know, season four, volume two. So it's like two episodes that are super long, um, but I I enjoyed it. I'm sad and alone. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know. But watch Boo Bitch another day. Yeah, I guess Boo Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree. 
I don't Gosh. know. I think we're going to have fun with like all of these because you say the bloody man and I instantly think of that story from scary stories to tell in the dark. Bloody fingers. Mm. Bloody <laughs> fingers. And then like bloody the punchline of this story is this guy's like, dude, get a Band-Aid. That's what he tells Pretty the much. Ghost. Yeah. So maybe bloody man, just you need a Band-Aid. It'll be all right. Here you go. And Blood Disgusting TV and Screenbox. She said that at the top. Well, I'm going to reiterate Screenbox because did I hear that Screenbox got the rights to Terrifier 2? Yes. yes. Yeah, this Halloween season, Terrifier 2. Only on Screenbox. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. All of July, the narrators and myself will be sitting around the campfire and doing our best to survive. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn and cozy up on the couch and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.